Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However, wherever, whenever you're listening, this is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 12 now? Yes, sir. Episode 12. And as you may have heard, that is not a Zoom call. I'm Eric the Big E. Join in person, full cast in the studio today, in the Riverwood Gallery, Me and Your True Value Studio. Ramsey Thompson is straight in front of me, and joining us for the first time in a long time. It's been like a month. It's yeah, been longer than that. Three weeks. Justin Dahl. Justin, how you doing, buddy? We're doing. We're doing good. I'm happy to be back in studio with the boys. and uh, About damn time. Good to see Ramsey's hair is, is, is still flowing like ever, and... and Big E is looking as sharp as ever, and so good to be back with you guys. You know, you were talking before we actually started recording on this that you wanted to presume the AJ Hawk just always joined via Skype, Zoom, whatever. I don't know if you got the chops for that, Justin. Well, I don't have AJ Hawk chops, but I've got you know coach chops. I've got I've got Zoom chops. I you know I can do some of that stuff. I suppose, but uh, I'm glad we're here. I'm, I, that's my way of. <laughs> I'm also backhandedly saying, I'm glad you're here. Well, it's glad I'm glad to be back and looking at you boys. Well, that's always good. I mean, unfortunate for you, but good for good for us. Good boys. Good for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off the episode like we always do. We uh, talk about me and True Value Riverwood Gallery. Thank them for being our studio sponsor here, and we also want to talk about our partnership with Monkey Knife Fight. As you know or may not know, we had some racing picks go up on Facebook on Sunday with Monkey Knife Fight. How we do, Ramsey? Uh, I believe we won one of the three, which if you bet the $2 bet, you won your money back. There you go. Winning. Can't complain about that. I also won on some Monkey Knife Fight, a different contest I did. I finally won on a Badger game on Saturday on that Illinois game. It was more or less Kofi Coburn at 17.5 points, more or less Michael Potter at 12.5. At one point, with about the under four-minute timeout came up. Coburn had 17, Potter had 12. I'm like, these fuckers are going to just uh, stall out here. I'm going to lose again because I had more, more on both of them. And uh, lo and behold, back-to-back possessions. Coburn goes and scores. Potter drains a three. I think that was his last points of the game. But guess who hit on that? And Dalla Bill signs went across the screen. That's they? right. Dalla that's Bill, right. Dalla, Dalla now, Bill. I got to say, monkey knife fight. I am done with Major Trice. Oh. I lose every single time I play. Like, last... Last night at the time of recording, so Tuesday night's a game against Purdue. More or less, Demetri Trice, 13.5. He's coming off a 29.5 game, or 29-point game against Illinois. He'll score 13. Yeah, he scored 19 in two and a half minutes. He'll score 13 every nope. fucking time. I, I'm done with Demetri Trice on Monkey Knife Fight. I'm not done with him as a player. Obviously, he's the point guard of our team, but... Yep. I'm, I'm done with him as a player, too. I'm done with him on Monkey Knife Fight. Ooh. So Sounds we'll like get into that in just a little bit. Jumping we'll, on the old Coach Doll bandwagon over here. We'll start. I'm just kind of done with the Badgers in general. I'll, I'll agree with that. We'll get to all that in a little bit. Monkey Knife Fight. Use our Facebook link. Get yourself some free money. They give you. They match your first deposit up to fifty dollars. They'll give you a free five dollar game for signing up if you pay attention to like their their Facebook page, their Twitter page. Sometimes you can get a free ten dollar game in there as well. If you know, pay attention, to Monkey Knife Fight. If you're playing NASCAR contests, we're what? Two for three? That you would have won your money back? At least, if not profited. And if it wasn't for a late caution at the Roval, or not the Roval, the Daytona Road Course, we would have won. We'd be sitting we three for won three. Some money yeah. on Daytona. So our friends in Monkey Knife Fight want to give you money. They want you to play along. We want you to play along. 
put money in your pocket during these ever-trying times. It's tax season. Get your tax refund. Go put a little bit on monkeyknifefight.com. Sure. Help Go yourself out. All on Monkey Knife Fight. All of it. All of it. All of it. Your okay. whole next check, put it all on All there. Monkey Knife Fight. All Monkey Knife Fight. Okay. We're probably not going to lose you money. Yeah. No, I don't think we will. I don't, I don't think, think we we're going to lose you money. We, we might not win either. you much, yeah. but, but we'll definitely break even with our picks. And you okay. can make your own picks, too. You're an independent person. Mm-hmm. You choose to listen to this show. We thank you for that. I think I'm going to start doing the, was it the six for six play? Yeah. That's what... You can win like a hundred times your deposit. Yep. So I'm gonna start putting that one out on Sunday as well, just for fun. I will put I I put some hard earned uh, dollars down on it this past weekend. I did not win. I went five of six. I think I lost on Kyle Bush. That guy. That guy. Anyway. Up him too. Anyway. Sounds like you might need to uh, do some more winning after. Uh, this jersey that nobody can see that Justin's nodding to. This prize. Rams, you want to talk about that just a little bit? This beautiful, a beautiful Green Bay Gamblers team-issued jersey. Not <laughs> a game-worn. Wasn't assigned to a player, but a very beautiful uh, um, team-issued jersey. We can post a picture of it on the old Facebook. We can. 69. The fighting the f- beer keg. Yeah, it's a special force unit. A really cool story if you have time to go look it up, yeah. what they are, but... Um, of course, Ramsey probably doesn't really care about the history of it. I'm, I'm willing to bet. Is all, yeah, number 69, the fighting beer keg jersey. I'm willing to bet. But uh, Ramsey took home this beautiful jersey at an event that we went to. Uh, we went to the Grimma Gambler game mm-hmm. on Saturday for Military Appreciation Night. Uh, a capacity, or COVID capacity crowd, I should say. What Which, was that? Uh, 2,200. Wow. And it center. was... I think there were people that didn't get tickets because I got. Yeah, no, they I sold got, out. I got one of the last single seat tickets. They had to awesome. open. They actually had to open a seat up for me. Yeah. So. Well, they, they, you know, the route, the route for Wisconsin guys are coming. They're going to open up a seat for you boys. Yeah, that's pretty much what you happened. Get the, you get the VIP treatment. Yep. That's pretty so, much what happened. You didn't so. get a suite though, huh? You know, I was we're working on that. So. Mm. Through work, I know people that we could potentially get a suite. I just got. Pull the right strings. So pull the right strings. Maybe we should do a podcast from them. While I'm trying to watch the game and drink beer, or Justin. I don't that's know. what that's what's happening. We just put microphones in front of us and let it ride and drink sure. beer and let it ride. I know that. Like I, said, I know we have a suite. Fuck I it. know we have. I just not, I'm not sure the whole legality about the suite. So I'll, I'll inquire. All right. So we'll go from that. Uh, nonsense gibberish like we always do. We start with what we rooted for, and which of you guys want to go first? Should I go first? You may, if you'd like. Or... Alright, so I'm going to take a little bit of a, a depressing route here. And the Green Bay Phoenix season, for all intents mm. and purposes, is done. Uh, both men and women's basketball. I'm barring a WNIT berth for the Lady Phoenix. Hell of a season for both teams. Just You talk about you know two teams that had to grow a lot during the season. You never know how, if you're even going to play that weekend, you know, how the horizon linked to their scheduling and really how college basketball as a whole was, everything going on with COVID. Uh, so just and just immense respect. Hats off to the team, the players, coaches, staff, the family members of all of them. You know, the players didn't get to have their family at games. Um, immense support for them. Both seasons coming up uh, surprisingly early ending seasons this year. For both teams, but just the way that they grew together as teams, you know, hats off to both organizations. I'm uh, going to miss the seniors, you know, P.J. Pipes transferring out, he announced that today. Amari Davis, as a sophomore, transferring out, entered the transfer portal. 
uh, the ladies' team. Megan Pinkle still might come back, but uh, Lindsay Robson, Caitlin Hibner, both deciding to move on with their academic careers and their professional careers after uh, college basketball. So shout-out to all of them. Shout-out to the Phoenix, uh, the different staff members. Season comes to an end, but what a hell of a run that they had, both teams. You know, both teams really hot ending to the regular season. Like I said, just grew together as a unit. Justin, I know you can probably appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I mean, that was a, you know, I'll, I'll give you a shout-out. That was a nice, uh, I know you cover them. So for your other job that you do here, you're not just a root for Wisconsin producer. So What, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, there was a nice little uh, message you sent out, and it sounds like um, your employer appreciated it. And so... Uh, congratulations to you on another season done, and and uh, to to the players and to the the staff that that really make the thing go. Congratulations on a great season. Um, yeah, I, got, I gotta say, just bittersweet night last night for myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, season came to an end. Really didn't expect it to come to an end that early in the conference tournament. But at the same time, you kind of count your blessings in that aspect too. Of didn't think we'd even have a season. First of all, didn't think I'd be the one in the studio pushing the buttons. Uh, with being part-time versus full-time and how COVID restrictions on the business have been. But, um, you know, blessed to be a part of that, you know, be another season mm-hmm. working with a team that I love and my alma mater. But, yeah, just uh, overall, I mean, I got to shout out uh, my guy Matt Pauly, uh, the play-by-play announcer for the women's team, and Brian Kuklinski, the uh, play-by-play for the men. Both just great people to work with, and both uh, Matt get, just almost brought me to tears last Not really, but... Almost brought me to tears last night. He had some really nice words to say, too. So, uh, love working with those guys. Uh, can't wait to be back next year. Yep. yep. Lots to build on from this year, both as a broadcast yeah. and as a team. So, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use that as my route for Wisconsin, route for this week. You guys, uh, which one of you guys wants to go next? Uh, so, I'll ta- I'll go next. I was pulling, uh, this wasn't necessarily over the weekend, but Marcos Amonis. I don't know if you guys are familiar. He is a CEO of Camping World. Mm-hmm. And he is funding, I think I counted nine trucks. At the Las Vegas race this week. So he's single-handedly. He basically went on uh, Twitter and put a challenge out to people. Uh, this applies to any unsponsored NASCAR truck drivers for Vegas. 15K for a wrap truck. The 15K turns into 25 with a top 10. 35 with a top 5 and 50 for a win instead of 15. In or out. Wrap it the way you want and go and win. So That's a pretty amazing gesture. Yeah, definitely. And he's... Even talking about sponsoring some iRacing guys, too. There you go. He's just dumping a lot of money into a sport that is very expensive. So, yep. and these guys are kind of doing it just for the love of racing in the trucks. Like, not all these guys are going to be going anywhere. Some of them are just going to be truck guys for their life. And that's okay. Doing it because they love it. So, yeah, I think I even saw that Brian Kozlowski was, he was wrapping a truck. All, you know, Brad, all, Brad's brother. There's a yeah. bunch of guys who are just going to wrap a truck, take it to Vegas, and shoot for the moon. And if you guys haven't tuned into a truck race all this year, usually uh, Friday night, I believe, in Las Vegas. Awesome. They were entertaining. They were probably the most entertaining Daytona road course race. Oh, yeah. Over the- I would say they're probably the most entertaining of all of them, to be honest with so you. So they're starting to I mean, do They're a, just balls to the walls, these mm-hmm. guys. They have a spec engine in uh, trucks, so... No matter who you are, you run the same engine. Doesn't matter what manufacturer well, you are. That's the beautiful thing of racing, like at that level, is 
it's going to be the best driver that wins. It's not always going to be yep. the team with the most money, as, mm-hmm. as Justin shared in our group chat. But Mike Joy having some thoughts is something that yep. Ramsey's touched yep. on. Yep. And I'll let one of you guys, I'll let Justin take that one. That was your thing. Well, yeah, it just stems from what happened in the uh, Xfinity race um, over the weekend where Gregson smashed into David Starr and had some... Choice un- words. Yeah, choice words for, for David Starr. And, and um, Mike Joy just touched on how uh, some of these guys are... You know, Ramsey talked about this in a past episode of how some of these guys are just funded guys and, and not the real racers are getting opportunities and and uh, small small race teams are, you know, really fighting for their life out there and, and something like that happens and to an underfunded team. And who was, he was running in 12th place. Yeah, yeah. It was, just, it was going to be a great, great, great day for him. I mean, big, big payday for him. So uh, it, frustrating. Frustrating. And Mike Joy just... Kind of said that, you know, some of the, the greats had to, I think he touched on Alan Kowicki in, in what I was looking up. That, yeah, another root for Wisconsin connection right there. Yeah, that, RIP. You know, he had to, when he told his dad that he wanted to uh, race, he had to disassemble the car first and learn how to disassemble the car and then assemble the car and clean parts and all this other stuff before his dad would put him in a in a car to race. So, in not like... Uh, some of these young pups that are getting in there and, and not really... No, Gregson. <coughs> yeah, earning earning a shot, you know. And, you know... Natalie Decker. <coughs> even well, the... even look the, at William even Byron, the, too. Yeah. I mean, even, William Byron took such a different route to NASCAR where he was one of these iRacing guys who never really was in a nope. car until 18. later. Or 16. You know, not, not, to, not to dump on him, just you know, another guy who came to mind here, but... Ty Gibbs is a stud. Watch out, he's gonna be good. But yeah, so until he smashes into David Starr in second to last <laughs> lap, and he spouts off like at an least, asshole. At least he's not uh, someone who's in funded equipment every single week and tends to finish in what twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Yes, from Wisconsin, may or may <laughs> not know who I'm talking about. I definitely know who you're talking about. So Justin, was, was that your uh, root for? Or do you want to got something else here? No, my root for my root for was. Um, uh, I rooted for the WIA state tournaments that uh, happened over last weekend for the girls. That you fell asleep during, by the way. I did. I did. You know, <laughs> that's a lot of basketball over the over three days, four days, um, and then the boys' tournament takes takes hold this this weekend, starting tomorrow morning. Where are they playing that at? Uh, divisions four, five, and two are out in lacrosse, and divisions okay. one and three are at the Menominee. Arena in Oshkosh. Yeah, I just had, had to dump on Justin there for a second. I uh, went to go drop a surprise visit for him on Saturday. I had something yeah. uh, very nice to give him. And he's falling asleep during state championship for the... The man has kids. Yeah, he, he does. Too yep. mad at him. Me, me and the kid were watching the game, and all of a sudden he was sleeping, and then I was sleeping. And shit. The man has kids. He's got <laughs> kids, but... So, I, just, I had to mention it. I dropped in by the doll household, and... Sat there for probably about 10 minutes twiddling my thumbs, calling Justin, like, hey, I got something for you. I got a gift for you, buddy. Waiting, waiting, and nothing came. So luckily his garage was open. Game was on TV in the garage, too. I'm like, oh, just going to leave that there. Yeah. But what I really rooted for over that was um, probably one of the biggest upsets in the state in, I would say, 20 to 25 years. Uh, Three Lakes uh, beat 
Blackhawk. Really? Oh, wow. Um, which Blackhawk was on a 75-game winning streak. Their last loss was in the 2017-2018 um, state championship game against Bangor. Right. And, uh, you know, Blackhawks got Miss Wisconsin, UWGB recruit, Bailey Butler. Commit. Officially, just yeah, of. commit, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just an outstanding team, coached by Mike Flanagan. He's a great coach that I've gotten in touch with. But uh, just what a what an upset! Fifty-one uh, forty-eight. Nobody ever thought that was a four versus one seed. They, they well, reseed them. Blackhawks been a powerhouse for long a time. long time, right? Like not just on the well, same. At least since yeah. we were in high school, I remember they. Were yeah, like, well, they had Wellnitz, and they yeah. have another Wellnitz girl on the team. That team, so, that family is so big. Yeah. Like, I love Jen. Jen's a GB grad as well, GB um, student who I went to school with. Great girl, great person. Huge family. Yeah. Basketball family. You want to talk about the definition of a basketball family. Yep. That's one of those families. Like, everyone plays basketball. They have huge, just huge events. Like, she's got her, her youth camp there. No free ads, but shout out to you, Jen. I doubt you're listening to this, but. Yep. Well, never know. We'll show you yeah, so had the VIP treatment at the Gambler game. But know? what an upset! I mean, just crazy. Um, Three Lakes would have been in our sectional, and uh, just a shout out for the Jill girls basketball team. We would have been seated higher than them. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. So we go from the positives <laughs> to the negatives. <laughs> well, I got, I got, I got to say one more note about the WIA, and, and Justin, you can either confirm that this is a good thing, and I'm just an asshole, or you can say that you know you can say without saying if you have to that I'm right. I didn't like the way that they actually set up the tournament this year, like the state. I know that they had to do the different things for COVID, mm-hmm. but the way that they used to play your semifinal game and your championship game in the same day. Not a big fan of that. Um, I get why they did, in, in the sense that they don't want to keep people in town. You know, get here, go play, go home. I, I, I think, I think you're right and wrong. Okay. Uh, I don't like how they scheduled it because they would go from, like, in a normal year they do they do sessions, right? Right. So you get you get uh, four games in a session, two games in a session, right? Right. Two right, games right, in right. a session. Um, and then, you know, it's D5, one semifinal, one semifinal, and then the championship games on right. Saturday. Right, yep, you're right. Well, how they did it this year was they did one semifinal in lacrosse, and then they cut to Oshkosh and did one of the semifinals there, and then they cut back after that game and went to lacrosse for the other semifinal. So instead of doing both semifinals, so each team kind of had a fair, fair ground to play on, the team that was in the second semifinal was going and playing a second game. That's the part that I meant. That's the part that I don't like. I get why they had I'm to. Like I know that four they had, hours rest. I know that they had to, you know, clean the arena for COVID and everything like that too. So I get, I get the reasoning yeah. of it. I just think it was kind of shitty for those players, that, especially if you have to play the second game less rest, playing same day, yeah. really diminishes the game as a whole. Right. So I wasn't a big fan of that. I'm not. That's not going to be my tire here. Now go to the week. We'll get right into that. I'll let you guys go first because I have some stuff to get off my chest. But mine's going to be short and sweet. Um, mine, mine is uh, Creighton head coach Greg McDermott. Uh, over the week, two a, a weekend ago or whenever it was, just recently he said some um, not 
I don't. I. I, I guess insensitive I comments. There is what you I would go. Say. That's that's the word I was looking for. Insensitive comments uh, regarding race in his post game uh, speech. And and to his credit, he owned it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in a time, in a place, in the world that we are right now, those are things that just can't. I'll get, I'll let our audience be be the one to look that up and uh, be the judge. Be the judge of what he said, but it was uh, pretty insensitive, and he's kind of in some hot water now. But um, yeah, you just you, you can't do stuff like that in in, in today's world and, and say stuff like that. I mean, it's just not good. Not Definitely good. nuggy. Yeah, Ramsey, I had a hit on it. Mine would be Noel Gregson for well, what we already talked about. He and not only did he run over the twelfth place car, he. Then bitched about it on Twitter for about three days after. Right. He's probably still complaining about it. Right. Like, be better than that. Like, Get over it. Yeah, you... You're, you're the not, idiot that ran into him. With a nine-second lead. Right. Yeah, no. Definitely so, be there, too. Yeah, that was mine. I, we kind of already got onto it, so... So I'm going to go... Something that I predicted two weeks ago on this very show. Oh, boy. <laughs> I also can't wait to jump in on this topic. Yeah, yeah so, so two know. weeks ago... This is going to be a long one. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, this, the, 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 what I'm going to say isn't going to be that long. But Packer fans as a whole, and really NFL fans, you got to be better. Specifically Packer fans, J.J. Watt made his decision to go to Arizona. A decision financially makes a lot of sense. A team that's not too far away from you know really being good, a very open division for them. Lost out on a playoff spot via tiebreaker this year. Really should have probably been in the spot, but regardless... And immediately it goes from pining for J.J. Watt to come back, pining for, you know, this reunion in the sense of, you know, being from Wisconsin, being a Badger, to immediately dumping on the guy. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, I get it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's sports, it's emotion, it's, you know, it is what it is. But things like, I mean, I saw people, friends of mine, calling him a waste of talent and how he just wants money. It's like, the dude's still going to, like, a borderline playoff team with a very good defense. And he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, I don't get dumping on him for that. And then, like, you see memes going around the interwebs. Chris Jackie, former Packer, you know, I'd love to have him on the show at one point or another, but shared a meme. And, you know, it's a meme, so I, really, I don't take too much quality in this. He didn't make it up, but J.J. Watt and why he chose the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, reuniting with DeAndre Hopkins was big. But more importantly, the area's hospitals where I'll be spending most of my time are top-notch. Like, that's just a, <laughs> It's funny. Like, I, I know I'm probably just kind of, like, looking for something to be pissed off about. But mm-hmm. it's just, like, you have everyone and their brother just getting all pissed off at JJ, calling them, you know, just a money chaser, doesn't care about winning, this, that, and the other thing from a team that's on the doorstep. And, like I said, I can justify it pretty well. Well, I don't know if they're really on the doorstep. Yeah, they're, that's a tough, tough the, division. They're probably the worst team in their division. <sighs> Again, well, yeah, the Rams are better. The Depending Rams on what Seattle better. does, if Seattle, San, San Francisco's better. around there. They're the San Francisco. I think is probably the most talented team in the league. But I still stand by it, just in the sense, like I said, you go from weeks and weeks of Seattle come to this team, like we want you back, we love you, blah 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 blah, to let's just dump on him because he didn't choose us. Which, if we're being realistic, and I, I said this two weeks ago, we said this all two weeks ago. The Packers were never in a position financially to do this. Well, so I believe I said this 
last week or two weeks, whenever we were talking two about JJ Watt for Arizona, that JJ Watt would have to take a massive pay cut to come here. If not, that wasn't going to happen. So, Packer fans, you need to realize something that the Packers have no room, even with restructuring David Bakhtiari. There's still twelve million. There's still the twelve cap today. million over the cap today. Right. So you can't just expect. Sure. If the Packers had the fifteen million, would they spend it on JJ Watt? Maybe. Maybe. But would JJ Watt probably want to come here? Sure. But you also have to remember this is an organization where you have a set number. You can't go over that number. Right. You can spend this uh, what one hundred seventy nine million this year. Uh, now they're talking that it could be a one hundred eighty seven. Regardless, so, though, what I heard today. So even at one hundred eighty seven, we don't have fifteen million to play. We're still eleven million over. So we're almost at the one hundred eighty seven mark, depending on where the cap falls. So even any free agent move, it's, you still have work to do yet. We you have to move pieces and you have to cut people to even have money to be able to spend on free agency. Well, even we'll just take JJ Watt out of the, out of the argument here for a second is the argument is, is what do you do with Aaron Jones? Do you take him or do you let him walk? Or They don't have $8 million right now to even tag Aaron yeah. Jones. So right. it's I think it's funny in the sense that people are bagging on, on uh, J.J. Watt because he's chasing the green. He didn't take the biggest offer that was given to him. No. And that's what's funny about it. He, you know, Buffalo gave him a bigger offer. I think Indianapolis is throwing Indy, more money at him. And Tennessee was too. In Tennessee it? throwing big money at him, and he didn't take the biggest offer. So yeah, you got Packers. You need to relax until they make a move on the current roster they have. No free agent is coming here until they move players. And that I think that's going to happen to an extent. Like it, it I, literally has to. I think well, we all yeah. agree that people yeah. are going to move. They're going to free up cap. We're going to get some some fresh talent in. I think we can all agree that's going to yeah. happen. But we can't jump the boat. We can't sign more people unless Until we, we have can. space. So if you're a Bagger fan and you're upset that J.J. Watt's not coming here, you have to realize that we're $12 million over the cap. we got to figure that out first it's, before we bring people in. And it's also $15 million. It's an absurd amount for one guy across. When Who's you're playing his last paying, contract. When you're already paying a guy that amount of money on your defensive line. Yeah. You know? So you, what are you going to soak up? $30, $40 million between two guys that aren't, I mean. So to put that in, for instance, that would, the $15 million would be, what, probably two players would have to go, two starters you'd have to cut at some point. Somewhere, it doesn't matter where you're at, you'd have to cut two starters. You have to cut two starters. You have to renegotiate Aaron Rodgers' deal, renegotiate. Probably the best move that they're going to do here, if I'm guessing, and I'm not Brian Gutekunst. Well, there's room to restructure him. And that's what I think what they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to end up probably signing an extension technically with kind of ghost money at the end. Same thing with Devontae Adams. Just move the money around. Move those roster bonuses around because they can make that a signing bonus instead of a roster bonus. Mm -hmm. There's moves to be made. And I think, I mean, obviously they have to be made just right. with how the cap's going to be. But there's there's moves to make. I, I agree with Ramsey. There's going to, you know, we'll get into this heavily in just a little bit. But there's moves to be made. We're going to talk about some free agency pretty heavily in this episode. So I'll kind of divert from that here right now. But Brian Gutekinds, he's warning fans that it might be a quiet offseason. And that could happen too yet. I mean, there's like I said, there's things that have to happen first. And that has to also be the players agreeing to make that happen too. And realistically yeah. too, like Eric said, it's probably going to be relatively... I think they're going to be aggressive. I really do. I've 
firmly believe that. I think that Aaron sounds interested and wanting to be aggressive. So I think if Aaron wants to be aggressive, he can free up some space, right? Right. But until you see... I don't it, know how much space you're going to free up the way that guy's giving millions of dollars away. Aaron Rodgers. True that. You know, shout out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. Money, so. But that's what it is, man. You got to... Until you see the Packers start making roster moves, there's no... Nothing else is going to happen. So if you go on ESPN and say, oh, the Packers are rumored to be after this person, no, they're not until they make space. As you said, though, odds on favorite right now for Von Miller. We'll get to that later. So before we do, we got some stuff to talk about. We'll go around the rest of the state here. As We touched on the Phoenix already. Touched on the Badger basketball program a little bit. Just frustrating as I'll get out once again. I, I'm kind of joining with Ramsey. I'm almost done with them this year. Well, here's the thing. You know, I'm almost getting off of the pounding the ball in, in on the floor for Demetric Trice. As uh, one of our very loyal listeners... Jordan Fifield pointed out, oh, what are you going to think about that? Justin scored 19 straight points. Yeah, he did. It, great. <laughs> but if that taught you anything, or if you, if you noticed anything, is in that moment he was the alpha dog. Mm-hmm. And that's what they have been lacking. And they even showed it last night they've been lacking. Somebody that they need as a go-to guy that is going to take the big shot in the big moment, whether that's in the first half and, and the opposing team is on a run and we and we need to stop it, who's taking that shot? Well, Matt hey, LePay touched on that last night. Reavers too. has been terrible. Potter has been terrible. They 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 were six for twenty six from the three point line last night. It's freaking ridiculous how much they're shooting threes. Well, and Matt LePay touched on that in the broadcast last night too. At one point, saying Demetri Trice at times is almost too selfless. Yes, like. We've seen what he can do in volume. Not saying he has to go out and score 19 straight points every game. But you know you can do it. You need, Like you said, you need to have an alpha on the team. I think all these guys don't want to be the alpha. They want to be the you know good teammates. Let the other guys go get theirs. Well, no one's going to get theirs right now. Right. When you look at, when you look at the Final Four team, who is the alpha dog? Kaminsky. Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. He was the guy Decker taking the, the big stretch shot. Too. And Decker, you're absolutely right. Or or even the years after that when Koenig was there. Oh yeah, it was Koenig. You know, it, they Koenig had from the corner. Yeah, they Dang. had they had the alpha dog guy that was going to take the shot no matter what. Or it even goes back to Jordan Taylor. It goes, you know, Jason Bohan and yes. Brent Brust. Yes, just guys that are going to take the shot when you need it, and and you know it, what's going into. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Right, <laughs> you know, I you. You early on in the career thought that that Brad Davidson was going to be that guy, and he's shown flashes of yes, it. Yes, he has, not, but he, you know, it's he not just that hasn't complete evolved. Work. He just has not evolved into it. And Demetric has shown flashes of that. Potter has shown flashes of that. Reavers have shown flashes of that. But these guys don't want to do it when it matters. Well, that you know what the really other thing to kind of say is they've shown flashes of their seniors though, yeah. or upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. I think Reavers is right. a junior, but. No, he's a senior. He's right. a senior. He's but got, all these guys, all these guys are upperclassmen at this point. It can't be flashes anymore. It has to be absolutely now. So yeah, just a frustrating another you know run here. I can't completely get out on them though, just because they can make a run I in forget, the tournament. I forget what it was. I wanted to look that up. Go ahead. Keep so going. they they can make a run in the tournament if they you know if they get hot. You know that they're capable of it, and that's the part that I think the most frustrating is you can't be completely out on them. Because of what they can do. And it has to happen, and I don't know if it will happen. I, w- I, I have yet to see anything that definitively says, 
we're going to turn it on now. It's go time. We're going to make a run in the tournament. Aside from the fact that just how good the Big Ten is right now, and they're just you know beating the crap out of each other game after game, and when you face a fresh opponent who's not in the Big Ten, maybe they make that run there. I I don't know, but I can't just I can't completely be out on them. But it's I think I am. It's I'm just over it. That's fair. I know you're not a huge college basketball fan though either, no. so I get it. Justin, you get you got it. We're moving on. Um. Move on. All right. So then we look at the other basketball team in the state playing some damn near identical identical basketball with Milwaukee Bucks. Just another team that just frustratingly inconsistent. Can't seem to get it right. I, I think we've talked about this at end the last couple of weeks here, so there's not much really else to say at this point. Just can't get it right, and they're hanging around, and They'll be a playoff team. I mean, I don't think that's up for debate, but I would hope so. Right, that's what I'm saying. East. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Though, I was like, I mean, if you guys aren't a playoff team, fire everybody. Everyone gets fired. We're just gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna go play point guard. I can probably get a playoff game in these. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. You, and me, yeah, running it back like Zipple Park. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Coach Dahl dropping trays. You got Coach Dahl. You got Eric and Ramsey leading the way. Two six foot two, six foot three guy. Oh, I'm six four. I think the I think three and seven. Three and seven in the last ten games. The Badgers or the Bucks? I'm, I'm sorry, the Badgers. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm not on topic with you guys. No, you're good. You're good. So you how's how's that coaching job for the Bucks gonna be? <laughs> well, they've won five of their last six, so them sons of bitches are starting to turn it around. Who have they beat? Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Is the teams that they're beating are teams that they should be beating, it's, and they're struggling at that it's too. The NBA guys, all right? It's the NBA. Yeah, and you can look at them and say, "Hey, <laughs> you just hey. look at watch the Bucks play." You're like, the Knicks are yeah, the four seed right they're now. They're not that good. The Knicks aren't that good either. They're just hot. Julius Randle's having a season. Holy frick! Now I'm kind of glad you said. That. I gotta say something. Just one of these stupid jokes I gotta say on air. <laughs> so. Obviously, you know, Harry Potter, false. It's fiction. Really? The number one source, though, the number one way to know this is fiction, though. So the books take place and the movies take place like in the 90s. They're set in the 90s. Not one fucker at Hogwarts is like, God damn, the bulls are running around, hey? <laughs> 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 I just gotta say it. That's like one of my favorite jokes of all time. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Julius Randle having a season. He's having a run. I think I saw it today. They talk about him in Hogwarts. 20, maybe. 23 and 11 right now. Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. What do you got, Ramsey? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's a better season than Chris Middleton. <laughs> it is. You're absolutely right. It's not hard, though, either. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, one last trip around the state here. Uh, Brewers, spring training action. Really red hot team for them right now. Hopefully it translates over. Justin, you perked up. Ashby highlight pitching film. Aaron Ashby. Yeah. You made see Pitching that? Ninja. That guy threw a hell of a highlight film. Them, them, the little Filth. lefty. Filth is what the what Yeah, it was. For. It was awesome. Made Pitching Ninja's Twitter account. That's the biggest. You part. saw it, right? Sword. Yeah. I, saw, I know what you're talking about. Who's that? One of the Brewers prospects. Um, <laughs> Double he, A. He was pitching, I believe, it was Monday for the Brewers for the spring training game. Just throwing dime. I don't even know. I guess just straight. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Beautiful curveballs. Just 
straight fill, made strikeout. Stupid. Something boring. Like me and you. I'm yeah, I'm mute here. Rams is on timeout. Time so out. we go from that to the Packers. Well, like I said, this is gonna be our pretty much our free agency episode. Before we get into that, we've got some more grades to give out as we've kind of done the Ooh, last yeah. couple of weeks. Justin, you look ready for this. Ooh, you lead her off, buddy. Where are we at? You're nope. not back yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll put you back on, Ramsey. Now I'm back. You are back now. I'm back. So this week, I said we should probably look at you know just to kind of break it down. We'll go wide receiver, position group, and cornerbacks. One each on this offense and defense. This is be easy. I don't know. I mean, it'll it's be very easy. top easy. So we'll start with wide receiver one, Devontae Adams. A plus. A plus. A plus. <laughs> Not much needs to be said. Dude's, dude's legit. Be- best receiver in the league. Not even close. No. I don't, I don't right. think it's close. Yeah. To... Well, Next. I thought you guys were going <laughs> to argue against him. What the? Just have to Are get you your guy, heart rate going, yeah, Justin. God damn it, I just got my blood pressure taken at my annual physical, and it was pretty good, but I've been talking el- to you two guys, and geez, shit. I was the elder statesman. It is our job as the younger statesman here Woo! to get that ticker going a little bit. All right, we're good. So Devonta Adams, e- easy A+. Plus. Yes. Alan Lazard. Mm. See, I told you it wasn't going to be that B- easy. B+. Plus. I'm going to go with the B-. minus. Very consistent when he, you know, when he's on the field. He missed a lot of games this year with injury. As a whole, for looking at the twenty twenty season, I think it has to be a B minus. I agree. I I actually really agree because um I think the core, the core injury that he suffered really hampered him all the way through. And if we're gonna be consistent with grades, uh, like we were in the last couple weeks, uh, I I think he was a B minus, but I think he has A minus potential. Oh, definitely, he's very good. So he makes moves when he has to. He's very under. I think he's very undervalued as a whole. I think he's. I mean, he doesn't have breakaway when, speed, but he's a good route runner. Yes, he's kind of Devonta. Consistent. He, just, here, he gets open. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing, and this is where I laugh at Packer fans because everybody says that we need to go out and attack wide receiver. Why? As we, as we were going into uh, the off season last season, going into the draft, going into free agency, whatever. That we need to attack the wide receiver position and get him some, get Aaron some some uh, weapons of mm-hmm. them, and the Packers, good on them, knew what the hell they had in Lazard. He was, I think, he's a capable bottom line number two. Yeah, top number three. I think that they do need one piece in the receiving core though. Slot bad. I yeah. think they need a Randall Cobb esque esque player. You don't need Randall Cobb anymore. I'd be fine bringing him back. Mm. He'd probably come back for a case of bush light. Yeah, probably two mil. I don't probably less than that even. Probably veteran minimum. Regardless, though, we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, so I, I'm really torn. That that's a hard grade to give just because of the injuries. But also the I mean, you kind of get recency bias. That big game he got had against uh, the Rams catches that dagger touchdown. Mm. But he also had a couple drives. I don't know. Like I said, B minus B, B minus kind of range. But what he's gonna be, what he's gonna be is. And he's James Jones. That's what he is. He's yeah, a guy who on third down. Great comparison. He's a guy who on third down, if Aaron's not going downfield to Devontae, he's going to be that seven yard out route or seven route cross route. No, the first coming, down he's is. coming Gets back. The first down. He's coming back to get the ball. Yep. Yeah. He's James Jones. That's a great comparison. Thank you. Thank you. I should guy shout my dad. He kind of came up with that. You know, shout out Papa Fisher. He he brought up how great oh, James Jones was. I want to give you a shout out for taking your mom out for fish. I didn't. <laughs> she said you did. 
she, I came home and visited Friday night. I did oh, not take her okay. out for fish. She said you did on the on the on Facebook. She on said I Facebook. came home. I did come okay. home Friday. Maybe night. I misread it. You Sorry, Mama did. Fisher. You should take your mom out for fish, though. I'm going to at some point here. Yeah. That's in the plan. That's get in the that, works. Get that going. Mama she Fish, he owes you. She's a top uh, three fan. She's on one page. of our top fans, huh? So I think that you definitely should be taking yeah, her yeah. out for fish. And at some point, yeah. Old Fashions. Oh, yeah, she loves Old Fashions. Oh, see? Old Fashions are amaretto and sweet. No, yeah. amaretto, she's an amaretto and sour. Mama Fish loves the party. <laughs> she does love the party. She loves party. Make That's some, where I got it from. Make some badass yeah. cookies, it too. Is not, it is not from... Papa Fisher. My party jeans come from Mama Fisher. Although it probably comes more from the Fisher side, mine come from Mama Fish. So shout out so shout out my parents. So she's a she's a party on Saturday night and pray for her sins on Sunday morning. Oh, without a girl? doubt. She oh, is okay. she is everything. Uh, we'll, we can get to my mom in a different episode. <laughs> great great lady. Shout out Badass Mama Fish. cookies. Too. Badass cookies. Jody cookies. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go I'm wide receiver number three, MBS. This is another hard hard one, I think. I I I think I would give him a a, a B. Um, I thought he gradually got better. I thought his role got better. I thought he grew a little better. Uh, look, I mean, for what we're paying him and what what he is, he's a B. You know, there's a, he's a deep threat. He's the he's the guy you're going to go on a straight route and throw him the ball, throw the ball up in the air, and see if he can run under it. If he catches it. He got better at it. Are you sure? Yep. I'm also for MBS. I'm gonna go with a B as well. And where my grade on him comes from is I think, I think Packer fans have like a really unfair grade of him as a whole too. I mean, every week, you know, he has some drops, and I I can't just write that off because you he's not consistent yet as a whole. But at the same time, into that playoff stretch, I I predicted that he'd have to have a major role. For the team to advance and you know play in these games, and down the stretch of the regular season and the playoffs too, he really worked on catching with his hands. He made some big catches in traffic, which is always a really hard thing for him too. I really, I mean, there's there's things you can fault there, but I think just the improvement that we saw and just, I don't think he gets a fair rep from Packer fans either as a whole, and just the fact that he's led the league in in yards per reception, I think it comes out to, is what the the stat is. But just that downfield deep threat and from twenty point nine. Thank you. So just what he what he is, I mean, what you can take him as a as a number three receiver, or, you know, number four receiver. He's a B. If he can catch the ball, what's your grade, Ramsey? B. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's such a dick. He's uh, <laughs> yes, for a number. He's probably really the true four, right? In the grand scheme, well, you figure Aaron Jones and Tunyon too. He's probably the true number four option, right? And uh, that's a pretty damn good number four option. So he probably deserves a B. Just let's Following once we get o- let's once we get open, let's just catch the ball, get it brought into the body, you know. Yeah, that's all I ask. I'll, I'll give you a B, that. but let's just get a little bit better and not have some of them those really bad drops like Chicago. I, I don't think there's anything worse in football than a really bad drop, like the Chicago. The Chicago play specifically that's just play replaying in my head right now. Yeah, just down the field and just nope, I'm not gonna catch this one today. And that was Chicago back in that game too. 
For a minute, yeah. For a minute, that let them right back in. Yeah. So let's just be a little bit better at catching. Let's not, let's, let's avoid the Chicago games. If yeah. we can do that, you're going to be. If not, you can kick rocks. Okay, that's fair. So we go down the depth chart a little bit more. Here we go to EQ, Equinemia, St. Brown. The. Yeah. I, he's the, a guy that's the, always just kind of like, I mean, he's never. Really, on the field, man. He's never truly been healthy, but at the same time, it, you know, that's part of what goes in the grade here. And I mean, he's never really stepped up into a role either. He, he's a D with a B plus talent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that high. I'd say he's a B potential, but I'd. I'd probably have to go with a D as well. I'd say kind of incomplete. I don't think we've seen enough of. As well, a, this is in twenty twenty, I would agree third with that. Year, fourth year, but as year. a whole, in his career, I think we've seen enough where we kind of know what we have at this point, and it's never going to be more than like a borderline four or five receiver who might see the field. 10 snaps a game. Oh, yeah. I agree. So, yeah, I I, I mean, we can kind of wrap that up with that. Uh, I mean, we look at the rest of the roster. Uh, Malik Turner, Taylor, which one actually made the team? They had In training camp, they had two. Taylor. Taylor made the team. He made very spotty appearances. Good Dude. for him. Uh, Tavon Austin was technically a wide receiver that was there this year. I mean, first first yeah, round wide receiver the Packers incomplete. had. Incomplete. I'll give him an F. For the one he fumbled, he fumbled a punt return. So, uh, we look at technically Tyler Irvin's listed as a wide receiver somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean he's kind of incomplete too in the grand scheme of things. So, that's really the wide receiver group as a whole. We go to the defense side of the ball. I just want to make sure I didn't forget any names. I did not. Reggie Begleton, who they thought was going to be this. He man, that guy is frustrating, isn't he? I mean, he was supposed to be the next big. Kind of slot guy, speed guy. Yep. Had a hell of a Canadian football league career. And he was supposed to kind of just come in and, and shine. and Didn't. Didn't. He, he got cut uh, on the last cuts, and then he got put on the practice squad, and he never really made it off the practice nope. squad. Into Played the in year. a few games. I think he had one or two catches throughout the year. Did but no, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. So then we go to the defense side of the ball. Cornerback. Start with the easy one, Jair Alexander. A plus. A plus. Oh, absolutely. He's top five cornerback in the league. You're probably making him he's the best one. I thought I yeah, we had this conversation. Yeah, we did. We there's one in, I think Justin. I think said I said Jalen Ramsey. But it, I mean, still in that conversation, top mm-hmm. two corners in the league. I mean, the not like I said, this was gonna be a very top heavy conversation. Devante, Jair, easy. Now we come to the fun part. Oh boy, your boy. <laughs> Kevin King. F. F. Look, he wasn't uh, actually an F in we look yes, at the look, I, as a yeah, whole. yeah, you guys are a little I mean I I, I morally butt hurt over we... over the final game, but I'm I'll give him a C. He's a serviceable serviceable guy. He's not he's not a starter I don't think. He was the hundred and fifty third ranked corner in the league. I'm going to say F just on principle. Yeah. So I can't go back on that. According but. to the 153, he's not a starter. Did not have an interception. He made 57 total tackles, 45 of them solo. Fumble recovery against Carolina. Looks, I'm, I'm going to go on record. I, on principle, yeah. I am going to say F. And that's strictly because of my last four years with him. He but got torched all the time. He did. He really did. So he was always like 
he was always the guy that the defense would pick on. And that's partially to the credit of Jair Alexander being so good. And the thing that really bugs you about Kevin King is he's always injured. Mm-hmm. You know, he's hobbled. He's not always out, yeah. but he's hobbled. He always just looked a half step slower than everybody else. Anyone, any receiver position. he lined up against, it was a half step slower. And everyone's been saying that for three years now, too. And he's always in the wrong position, too. Like, there's never, I mean, maybe that's partially on scheme, too. But just was never in the right position to make a play, really. Got burnt all the time. Just like, Which, just And that's the most ridiculous part, too. He's the reason we probably didn't make a Super Bowl this year. Well, yeah, he gives up a touchdown uh, uh, on the first drive to Mike Evans. Missed the ball completely. Wasn't even close to it. Gives up the touchdown. That Really, like I said, you know, you look at the interception before half and, like, Scotty <laughs> Miller. I, I, I can say it all over again, but just... And then dances around in the second half when he makes a stop. Like he's, didn't even make a stop. Just I, got overthrown. But let's so I'm I'm but, with you, but he. I mean, in reality, he's in reality of what the season C. as a whole was, I, Justin's probably right. But I'm principal, I don't I'm think so. Him. We've been saying he should be gone for three years. Yeah, Kevin King should have been gone two, last year, two years ago for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll bomb. consider it. Like I said, F. F. Dumpster fire. Bomb. He might be dumpster fire of the year. He's right there with Houston. <laughs> Houston Texans. Yes. Or Seattle. If Seattle trades Russell Wilson, they would... <clears throat> or Noel Gregson. No, he's not a dumpster fire. Really. Douche. Natalie he's Decker douche. might be in that conversation, too. <laughs> <Jeez>. all, <the laughs> rest of her. all right, so we look at the rest of the cornerback position. Yikes. Shannon Sullivan. You know, I'm going to give this guy a D. Uh, just because of what he was hyped up to be um, and, and what they were expecting him and, uh, and all the faith and that Petten put in for him in the beginning of the year. And you he know who did, he reminds me a lot of? He did not live up to the hype. He, he reminds me of Ladarius Gunter. Yes. He's a yep. better version of Ladarius Gunter. He's very good in some spots. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, okay, he's definitely a liability too. Right. And I don't, you know, I guess that grade might change whether you look at it from what he did on special teams and didn't do on special teams because that matters. Right. But if if we're judging straight cornerback play, I thought he was a D. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. But I'd probably, if I had to give him a grade, I'd probably go D plus, C minus, somewhere C- in there. Say C minus, D plus. Like I said, very good at times. Put himself in a lot of good positions at times. But also at the same time, just can't have that either. I'm excited for the next one. Yeah? Josh Jackson. F. Josh Jackson's horrible. I can't even really think about him. Like, That's my point, though. Is he what is does he do? He's so bad. To the point, this is a guy who was, what, a second-round pick? Who was supposedly uh, supposed to be a number one talent. Like, top 12 draft pick talent. This is, this is the thing that I don't agree with, with that take at all. I thought when the guy was, when he was in for King, when King was injured, I thought he showed flashes, and I thought that that Petten just that somehow this guy got in Petten's doghouse, and he never really got chances to prove who he was. But he didn't that's earn a, them that's either. A though. Fair take. I, I don't I think he, I don't think he earned them though. This is a guy who was a second round pick in twenty eighteen, pick forty five. Mm-hmm. With like I said, wasn't it like top fifteen top half grades? Grade yeah, was one of the top cornerbacks in that draft. It was the first team All Big Ten his senior year. Uh, Iowa, 
Yeah, exactly. And like I said, just none of this, like, he never got to that point. Like, he had one touchdown um, on that blocked punt his rookie. Really good rookie year. Great rookie year. Is he kind of an incomplete, though? Are we going to see maybe a different side of him with a new system coming in? I think you have to hope you do. Because he's a pretty versatile player, too. I mean, we... Right. He has He's played safety, correct? At one point, I believe he Dude. he made some moves towards safety, but... So, I mean... You can, but as it stands for 2020, I have to give him, like, a... That's fair. A, I don't even know what... What did I say for a grade on you him? You said F. Yeah. I'm going to stand by that. But just from the sheer... Like I said, I got the sheer standpoint of what we look at what happened in 2020. Just never really put himself in positions. Never got above, you know... And maybe just, that's a Petten thing, too. Man, I just feel like he got in Petten's doghouse and he just didn't really get an opportunity to to show himself. That's a possibility. I'd be willing to concede that, but I'm not going complete, probably. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You're kind of going towards an incomplete, right? I think that's probably a fair assessment, at least. I mean, yeah, because I, I just, you know, the guy when he, when the guy was in there and he was given a chance to play for King, he showed some pretty good flashes. I thought, and of course, untrained defensive mind. But. Right, but at the same time, this was year three. You got to stop banking on flashes. You got to start. And again, that, again, that could be the incomplete thing with. But when your chances are limited, yeah. But would it surprise anybody if he took a big step next year? They did the same thing to who was the guy that they had that left Casey Hayward. You know, I, I hope I'm right on this in this pick, and like that I'm wrong. Like great giving him this grade. Yeah. He could be a guy, and you know, you talk about his potential. Look at what Devonte Adams did. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be Devonte Adams yeah. of the defense. I mean that's. That's a once-in-a-generation type thing of going yeah. from a guy who is about to be cut to being the number one guy in the league mm-hmm. in the course of like two or three years. But he's a guy with the right opportunity of fresh scenery with a new D coordinator, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. So then last on the cornerback depth chart, we had Kadar Holman. <laughs> who? Exactly. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, Well, they drafted him, right? He was... I think he was drafted... Year two, played for Toledo. You guys can talk yeah, about him for a second. I, I just, he was like a sixth or seventh round pick or something like that. and Just a flyer. I it thought he was a practice squad. Made the team. Drafted sixth round of 2019. Nice. So, yeah, Kadar Holman, um, he's a guy who... He's your fifth cornerback. I mean, yeah. that's what he is. I mean, not I mean, not to take away from him, but he can't be that. He, I mean, he can't be so great. I mean, they didn't draft Chandon Sullivan, and and he's obviously now our what third cornerback, and he fucking sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that the weakness on the team right now? Is yes, the offside had, defensive back. Yeah, well, and I think that's we talked we touched base on this a while back too. Is who's playing opposite Jair is going to face a lot of freaking balls, and and when. You do that, your numbers aren't going to be so great, you know. So I'm just trying to think about because obviously King's gone, Cause, so we're going to need another defensive back, right? Well, this is what I'm we're glad gonna, you bring this up, yeah, Ramsey. We're going to touch on this. <laughs> so now, segue. That's a segue. That's a tease. That is that great. is a big time segue. That's like well done, Ramsey. Right. That's, put us, that's put good us radio on, stuff. That's good radio put stuff. Put us on the frequency dials. I'm a, I'm in the media now. <laughs> I tell that to people as local media now. <laughs> we got a pass. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna see if we can get passes. 
<laughs> I think my can, or, uh, uh, I, I have a couple connections at the Green Bay Blizzard for football season, indoor football season. Nice. I think we could pull some strings here, too. Sweet. I was also I was trying to get Marcus Simonis on our podcast all week. Or all night last night, I was tweeting at him, <laughs> trying to get him to come on. So Dude, if you would have pulled that off, I I'm, I'm still working on that. So, Marcus Simonis, if you happen to listen to this, <laughs> I, I tweeted at you where our podcast can be found. So, if you happen to pull this up, I want you on here. I don't want a sponsorship. I don't want your money. I just Although want it'd be nice. I want you to come on here and just let's talk trucks for we, 15, 20 minutes. Yes. And that's all I want. 15, 20 minutes of your time. I know you're a busy man. You know, that would be cool too if we got a truck driver to come on here. I there's some there, yeah. we got some we got some guests we can book down the road. That would be awesome. Um so, so we'll go pitcher boy. We'll plug camping world like uh, all fucking. I will go buy a fucking camper. <laughs> if, if you want to for as much as you yeah. pay for that jersey for guys oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> that might be an edit out <laughs> nah, we'll keep that nah, fuck it so it was only a hundred bucks so. I'm not putting any commentary on this Marcus Simonis come on yeah, over bud <laughs> we don't so, want your money we just want to talk can't be world so we look at the Packers um, off season prediction here and not predictions, but just kind of a preview here. We look at some targets uh, for free agency. Not quite the draft yet, but we can kind of get into that. Some maybe trades that they could look at. Um, you know, look at the needs of what probably should be addressed. So one kind of need I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about just because how Packer fans are. The wide receiver position. Do we feel confident? Ramsey said they're a piece away. What are you thinking, guys? I don't think they're a piece away. They still have... Uh... Devin Punches is still on the roster, correct? He opted out of the twenty twenty season, so he's his contract is coming up this year. He I think it's like a one point two million dollar deal. Uh I was gonna say one point four seven. Something like that, yeah. So, anyways, I think with Devin Punches there, I think that's your missing piece. I don't necessarily know if he's the slot guy you need, but I think you just need one other option that's a top or a mid level two. You you take him or Lazard? I don't think it has to be an or thing, honestly. I think Lazard's probably still your number two. I think Funches is probably your three as of today. I, can, that sounds That's about fair. right, right? I mean, I think Lazard's earned the two spot. I don't think it has to be a, a two three thing. I can be like a two A two B. Yeah, I, but I think Alan Lazard's. They play such different roles, though, too, of what they can do. You know what I mean? But that's why, like I said, I, yeah. think, I think Devin Funches, in, in general, though, is more of a slot guy than an outside. Speaking of a slot guy who just became a free agent during this recording, the Giants released Golden Tate. No, thank you. I'm also on the no thank you. I just had to throw it out there. Yeah. Breaking news. No, thank you. I think it, I, I, I don't. I, I am not on that take, Ramsey. I'm not with you on that one. But um, so, so here's the thing. Why I think that is, I think Devin Funches makes sense, because I don't... Well, he's already on the roster. Yeah, he's already on the roster. He's already paid. So we don't have to spend any more money on the wide receivers when there's more pressing issues elsewhere. And let's not forget Aaron Rodgers threw 45 touchdowns. I can get with that. Yeah. 48. 48 48. touchdowns. Sorry. Um, I can get with that side of the argument, Um, but the, the thing that... You know, you look you look at the stack of receivers that they have right now. Um, they're all tall, lanky, non-speed guys besides MVS. Right. They're all technically, I mean, 
to be honest with you, Funches was a tight end in college. That's true too. I don't do you need a small slot guy though. I, I believe you do. I believe I believe you do. Um if you if you look at the great teams, look at look at uh Kansas City with with what they have. You know, Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill is also Tyreek Hill's a generational talent. Though. Yeah, sure. he's also sure. the fastest player in the league. I mean so I Scotty Scotty Miller on, on That's where I was going with I think on the he, Bucks. But Julian Edelman on the Patriots. But uh, Scotty Miller know. made one play. It's not like Scotty Miller's out there playing all the time. Scotty Miller He's made, a backup. He's yeah, that they're I think you need that guy on the roster. I don't know if you need them to like be that consistent like three or two. Are we sure though that the Packers need that? Like I, I so in saying that I do think the Packers are probably gonna take a receiver in the top four rounds, probably. Yeah, so just just what I think we'll just go off of the notion of what I think they're actually gonna do is I think um they're not gonna sit where they are. I don't think they're gonna sit at twenty nine. I don't think so. I think they're moving up. I think they're either going for broke like they did when they when they drafted uh, Gary and, and Jair. They're going for broke. They're trading for up, or they're going to try and stack as many picks as they can. However, though. Second-round pick. There's a lot of talk right now that they might just tag Jones and trade him for, for like, a second-rounder this year. I, so you mentioned I think I think that they they might trade out. And get a second and a third rounder. I th- you mentioned Travis Etienne, and just an awesome player. And I a lot of mock drafts are having him being available in the mid to late twenties. That would not surprise me at all if Green Bay hopped up a couple positions to grab Travis Etienne because that would solve. He's not Aaron Jones. I think we all agree with that. Mm-hmm. But he, he also plays that role though really he, well. He would play that role well enough that. He doesn't have quite as much breakaway speed as Aaron Jones. I don't believe I've watched him play quite a bit at Clemson. Yeah, and the thing that scares you about him, the only thing that really scares you about him is he's got a lot of miles on him. Yeah, but we're not necessarily building for... I At this point, I, I think we all agree as well. Green Bay, I don't think, is building for three years from now. Well, you I can't, think, you I can't think, say I, that I, I after the last that. draft. I don't had. know if I'd say that. I think they are they are in a position where they either have to... Because, like Justin said, the last draft, they're building for three or four years. I think that what they're doing is building to win within three years and just maintain. See, I don't necessarily think that even the Jordan Love pick is trying to build for the future. I think that was they had such a high grade on him that you can't pass him up. No, I agree. But I'm saying not, as a whole, the rest of the draft, though, you look at A.J. Dillon, you look at Josiah DeGuara, look at the linemen. Mm-hmm. But isn't that all relative to build now? They knew Aaron Jones was coming up, and they knew what And the, Jamal. And Jamal, they knew that that was coming. They had to get a running back, and I think AJ. I, I like AJ. I'm high on him right now. I think mm-hmm. he's good. They knew Corey Lindsay was coming up. You're going to need to replace some offensive linemen down the road. You know, it, it just I want to touch on that. I think it's a terrible, terrible, terrible decision. If they do this, I will be so pissed. If they take Jenkins and they move him to center, and and they don't keep him at guard, I think what they should do is put Patrick at center, put Runyon at right guard. And put uh, and keep Jenkins on the left side with uh, with Bakhtiari. I don't disagree with I, that. Yeah, I that's agree a with terrible. That. T- I mean, there are a lot of people that think that they should move Jenkins to the center. I that's think that's because they don't have the the tape. true center on the roster right now. I know they drafted one, the kid from Oregon, <clears throat> Madsen. Um, Madison. Are we sure though they're not going to pick up a center too? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think they draft one. I yeah, think they draft I, an interior lineman. Yeah. 
But I think they have a lot of high hopes for Runyon. No, I do too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is like, I think it's easy for the casual fan, and just because we didn't see these guys a whole lot, because there's no training camp, there's no preseason. Well, there's training camp, but not open to the public, mm-hmm. where you can see these guys playing day after day. So you kind of lose some of those names that didn't play on. Yep. You know, you're beyond your probably top thirty guys. You kind of lose some of these guys in the in the mix because there wasn't that preseason. There wasn't the training camp open to the public. You kind of lose perception of them. So I do think they. I, I agree with you guys. I think they do make some moves. I'm not con- I'm not sold the fact that they're going to stay at 29. I don't think they do. I'd, I'd be more surprised staying at 29. I think they're going to go up or down. I don't think that they're going to... It would almost... Unless someone like Etienne, if it's a 25, he's still there. You've got three teams that don't need a running back. Well, I don't... I, I think if, if the board falls the way they that it looks... Or could look that they they think they can stack two good picks in the second round is what I well, really think, and not, I don't think Etienne's going to go in the first round. Not to be this way and and bring up more negativity for the Packers fans, they could do what they did with a la Kevin King, fall out of the first round, get like the first or second pick of the second round. Yeah, and they how how save some money there too. How I see this happening is one of the quarterbacks fall, i.e. Mac Jones. Uh, the quarterback from Alabama. Are we even sure though? He he's a first round talent. He may not be, but he's still a quarterback, and right. teams are quarterback but, hungry. And you're talking about a fifth year option at cheap money on a on a rookie quarterback. So, which is why Green Bay trades up to ensure that they keep Jordan Love for five years. Right. You know. Are we sure that Jordan Love's going to be on the roster? Yes. At the end of the season, well, I don't think I don't think there's any at the end of this season. Or at the end of the offseason. Are we sure Jordan Love's still yeah. a Packer? Oh, yeah. Sure. I don't think there's any chance of... I mean, they'd have to get four picks for him to make up for what they gave up. And there's no team that's going to give up that. I mean, they gave up a first and a third, didn't they? Yes. Or swap thirds? Yes. Something like that? So, I mean, for, for what you have to equal, you'd have to get two second-round picks for it. Would someone be willing to give two second-round picks for Jordan Love? I don't think there's a team out there right now. Well, that would give you I don't that. know his contract being a fifth, having that fifth year option yeah. built in. Maybe if it's the second year this year and two years from now, maybe yeah, we'll see. Um, but so we look at kind of like the, you know, we can get the draft probably more later. This more of a, right. Um, so free agency. Uh, I don't think they add at wide receiver for free agents. Can barring yeah. like a like a really. I think if they do, that they're, they're going to go big, and I think the guy that would be a good fit. Uh, for what they're looking for, a speedster, uh, uh, a short little possession speedster guy would be uh, the kid from Carolina, Curtis Samuel. Okay. I think that would be a great fit for them. Now, I think he's probably so, going to be priced out of our range. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around bit. and just kind of go with that. So if you had to think of one big free agent splash at Green Bay Banks, just to offense, defense, whatever, mm-hmm. each of you guys gets one. Is that your? Is that who you think the the likely splash would be, or no? Who's your splash? Richard Sherman. Okay, he's so over the hill though. Yeah, but you're gonna get him for. He's got two years left. You're gonna get him for cheap, four or five million dollars a year, and you can draft a, a second round cornerback for him to train and and kind of, you know, I think I think he's a good pick. Pick up for the value. Ramsey, splash pick. Uh, Shaquille Barrett. 
Okay. Solving I, middle linebacker yeah. problems. And I know I just bitch about people, but they, the Packers, I've seen articles saying that they're somewhat kicking the tires on it. I don't know if that's legit or not. Well, you can kick the tires and not make a move, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think that I've heard that a couple places. Um, Eric, you can go. I have something. Yeah, no, go ahead. So, so it's off. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that they were kind of in on, and I don't know if this necessarily qualifies as a splash pick, but it would solve a lot of issues, and that's Delvin Tomlinson of the Giants. He was a guy that they were rumored to be in on towards the trade deadline and actually had made some offers. Giants didn't want to part with him. He's one of those guys where he's probably going to price himself out of Green Bay just for his contribution. He's never been like a pro bowl or anything like that, but... Another guy I'd like to see him bring back is Snacks Harrison. That'd be a good move. I'd be just to bring good, okay because with he's that. a he's a you know he he'd solve it for short term, not long term, but short term. Yeah. So this is a guy, like I said, very likely going to probably price himself just out of Green Bay's reach, but would solve a lot of that interior defense issues. Gets after the quarterback good enough as a defensive lineman. I think in twenty twenty. Uh, to date, so career stats, 207 total tackles, 8 sacks, 1 forced fumble, 5 passes deflected. Not off-the-page numbers, but a guy who would fit in a lot of good roles there, too. Well, it solves a need, I though, think, too. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. I think they're going to make some... They're going to get a guy. They're going to get a guy... You know, the Packers don't usually get a guy on the first two days of free agency. They wait for... With the exception of two years ago, where it was Zadarius... Right, Billy Turner and Preston Smith. But they wait. They typically wait for you know a week down the line when all the big names are really off, and and they wait for the big name to kind of fall through the cracks. And I think that's going to be a little difficult this year because there's going to be a lot of big names that fall through the cracks. Right. Um, one guy that would be pretty interesting would be Van Noy. Now that he's a free agent. Yeah, that would be another one. That'd solve the problem. I know we talked about it, what, two weeks ago. Levante David's another yeah. name that's kind of kicked around. Von Miller somehow. No fucking way they can afford him. No. But just a name that's kind yeah. of being kicked around, too. Ramsey, you had something? Can someone please explain to me why people think Dak Prescott's so valuable? Um, I got nothing. Because he's marketable. But that's irrelevant. He's not a good quarterback. To put Here's what I think about Dak. I think Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Hey, Baker Mayfield reference. Let's go. How long? How long? Where are we How at? Long? Where are we we at? are at, unedited, of course, uh, hour and 11 minutes. That's better than last week. 57 minutes last week. I keep seeing, so, I've, I don't want to say I keep seeing it. I've seen this three places this week that people have Dak Prescott as somewhere between the 8th and 12th best quarterback in the league. Really? What the fuck? What are you guys on that you think Dak Prescott is anywhere? Up? He plays with one of the best offensive lines in football, a top five running back. You can make an argument the best receiving core in football. And still, core. when he went down with an injury, it was about one in three. Yeah. He is, what, I believe I saw seven and 17 in the last two seasons. Yeah. So Why? where do you rank him? He's not top 15. Andy Dalton put up similar numbers to him. Andy Dalton, the guy who's been washed up for four years. 
I like the Red Rocket, though. So do I. I I'm Team Anti. Red Team Rifle. Andy. I don't know. I, I don't know if I... If I'm as hot on that take as you are, I think I think he's a top ten quarterback. To be to be fair, let's go um, on the list, okay? Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Those top three, you can interchange wherever you want. I don't right. care. I think where you're getting lost in the argument is that he's asking for that money. So no, so just top three, just pure talent, right? Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady. Yep. Russell Wilson's more talented. Yep. Yep. Let's go Josh Allen is more talented. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Josh Allen is Buffalo's best running back and quarterback. Like he's I'll Josh, take that Josh Allen's talented. I'll Lamar. Lamar Jackson's better. Deshaun Watson's better. Yep. So we're in what, seven? Just off top of head. Top of the head. Yeah. Drew Brees was still better, even though he was old and injured. Probably Ben Roethlisberger still better. Philip Rivers was better. I mean, these are guys who... Ryan you know, Tannehill. Had Ryan Tannehill's not better than Dak Prescott. I, I would never adjust on that. Are you, what does Dak do that makes you think he's special? Or creates. He creates yeah, plays. I mean, yeah. No, he does not. He has offensive talent around him. It's not that Dak's creating plays. It's that Dak isn't... Yeah, I, w- I would say I would say he's, he's in... I think that assessment of 8 through 12... Like you said, you just named three or four guys off, and you can make an argument that Dak's probably... Better than some of those guys. Kyler Murray, I would rather at the end of the Matt at the end of the day, better. I would rather have Matt Stafford would be yeah, one that Kyler is good. Kyler, Kyler Murray's better. I Jimmy Garoppolo. No way. Okay, no, hold on though. Jimmy Garoppolo made it to Super Bowl when he's healthy. When Jimmy Garoppolo's healthy, I think you could make the same argument with Jimmy Garoppolo though as you can make for Dak Prescott. Just has a lot of talent around him, and yeah, I don't agree. People get caught up with Dak's numbers, but Dak doesn't have a special arm. He's not overly athletic. He's not special. At, it's I a, think what you're leaning at is he's not clutch. No, he's not good. I don't think you can say he's not good. I'd, I'd say he's probably overrated. But Andy, Andy don't put the Matt same Ryan. numbers up, though. I don't think he's $40 million good either. I mean, don't get me wrong. $28 million? I'm okay to think of $28 million. Anything yeah. over that, though. Yeah. Walk. Yeah. I don't think, I mean. Gardner Minshew. No, I'm kidding. Kidding. But that's even coming out. Trevor Lawrence thinks probably better. Zach Wilson's going to be better. I think Sam Darnold with a, Sam Darnold with a competent head coach is probably better than Dak Prescott. Yeah, maybe. I don't, anyway, I, back to I don't know. that's a long that's a back to free agency. We'll go. Yeah, we'll I don't, go back I don't know the that I like here. that argument. I, so, I think he's eight to twelve. I'm I'm gonna go back just because I'm kind of looking through some different stuff here. All right, Spa, splash pick if I have to make one. I don't know if I'm gonna are you on pick number two. I don't know if I'm gonna count Del- Delvin Tomlinson as my my. Splash. So you're going pick. 1A? Yeah. B. Uh, Patrick Peterson would be a splash. Oh, that would solve yeah. a lot of issues. I don't know if they can afford him. But he, you know, to go back on what Ramsey said about Patrick Peterson's not Patrick Peterson anymore either, you know. But so. even Patrick Peterson at 70% is still... So, with Patrick Peterson, and also kind of going to What are you going to pay him compared to what you would pay Richard Sherman? I like Patrick Peterson better. I think he's more athletic. But the well, thing, at, the thing I remember point. at this point though too is they're not a quarter or they're not a CB one anymore either. They don't have to be though. That's a thing. You have a guy. Patrick you have a Peterson's guy on the opposite side of the field. That. Maybe you have a guy on the opposite side of the field though who's a CB one, who you're paying a rookie contract to that you can kind of afford a splurge on CB two. Yeah, that's a scary. That's a scary contract that you're going to have to kind of look at in the future too, without knowing what the cap's going to grow to. 
another, and I saw this as a, and this is, we're going to just kind of go at this position now too, because I think, I think this is a position they could make a free agency signing at. Just to kind or of move. limp through it. I think they kind of have to. They either have to draft a top cornerback early on or make a signing of some yeah, sort. I don't think a guy, the guy I don't that think you would I don't think there's a guy in the draft that there's two. There's two in the top end of the draft, the kid from Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley, and then uh, the kid from South Carolina, J.C. Horn, um, that that are in the mid-teens that are not going to fall there. Right. So that would be that would be a target for a trade-up. Would be one of those two guys. J.C. J.C. Horn's a stud, isn't he? That's uh, they're both stud. That's Joe Horn's son. I I've heard that. I think. Yeah, I don't watch yeah. one. Sounds right. I'm not gonna question you on I it. I think so. We'll have someone correct us if that's false. Fuck yeah. Fact check. CNN. Is <laughs> <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Another name kind of being tossed around. So this is I saw on Bleacher Report. A trade for Stefan Gilmore for a second round pick. No, thank you. Sign me up for that. What does he make? Not what. Not what you would think. It's it's a high contract. But I don't. It's, it's got to be like twelve, thirteen million dollars a year. Looking, you guys keep talking. I I wouldn't take that contract, especially. I mean, you can't make that contract. You can't take that contract knowing that you're gonna have to pay that to Jair next year. Yeah, but the cap's gonna go back up. Sure, you're gonna have a little more money to spend on Jair. I would be okay paying Stefan Gilmore if you had a plan to in to re. Oh shit! This is doable. Tool the. Interior this is doable. Guess what this contract is for 2021. He's a free agent after 2021, by the way. So it's, a, it's basically a one-year rental. He's a $7 million I was corner. I going to say $7.5 million. Yeah. I still wouldn't do it. I'm going to trade. But you're saying, so you'd rather have Richard Sherman at 5, though? I, I shouldn't say for that. Two. So his cap hit ends up being 15. Yeah. But if you restructure and um, you know, make the roster bonus different, the signing bonus, stuff like that. Extend it for two years and... That's so, a damn good contract. Now you look at it like an, for what he is and being a cornerback too. Not really. If he's going to be a fifteen million dollar cap hit, I'm fine with that. If you can give me a plan, you to... just said you, we just got. How old is he? He's thirty one. So we just got Wait, done talking about a defensive lineman that was not worth it at thirty one years old at fifteen point five million dollars. I don't think pass rush is as an issue as a defensive secondary though. Uh, there's he's a thirty. Di- he's thirty right now. By the time I think the season's just to be there's a difference. So paying JJ Watt to be a pass rusher, given his injury history, given too. his injury history, and that's a little bit different than paying what's arguably defensive back number two is probably the biggest weak point on the team. Where you would make that the strongest point on the team. I'm all for. I'm all for it if if they restructure the deal. I mean, and extend them. I don't want to trade a second round pick for a one year rental. But we gotta. I don't. The you know, problem. That's... So this is the problem with Packers as a whole, though. We've always kind of thought, "Hey, we're gonna be relevant forever." Where teams now Look at that the are, Patriots, teams, I mean, they just fell off a cliff but in one year. Teams now are going for it. Look at Tampa Bay. Look at Kansas I City. And I don't understand why they would get rid. Why they would want to get rid of them? They're they're half their fucking defense is coming back from opt outs next year. They're gonna be good again. They're going to a full rebuild, though. I think. I think New England's going into a full. They're a quarterback away. To be I, honest I think they beat. Who, who, New England quarter? or Green Bay? New England. What quarter? They're a quarterback away from making the playoffs. They could be in the playoffs this year, but let's go back a second. Who's going to be the quarterback they're going to get? 
where's the quarterback going to come from that's going to make him a quarterback away? We're going to trade for Zach Wilson. Who's going to make a dead deal with New England, though? Because Zach Wilson, let's be honest, is going to go top five. He's going to be a top five pick. Yeah. Who in their right mind in the top five is going to trade New England for picks? Do you – so I heard something that the Jets could get a – Record bounty for that number two pick. In, I could in, see in it. division, though. New England, they're not going to trade to New England no matter what. New England and Miami are both in top five. They're not New England. They're not trading to New England. That's probably the one team on the board that they're not trading to. Sure, the Jets might get a record bounty, but New England's not going to be paying that, and the Jets are just going to see New England calling and being like, you know what's going to happen if we trade them and give them Zach Wilson? Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. And it might be Mac Jones. The Mac Jones has been uh, rumored... Or mocked there too. So, can I? Make, I'm gonna make a call. Okay. Mac Jones is gonna be a bust. I don't. Agree. I don't doubt that. I don't agree. What? What Alabama quarterback's been good? See, I don't. I don't like using that as a conversation. But it does. So, Tua was supposedly the golden child, right? Right. And I think at this point, we're the book's kind of written on Tua. No. No way. You know, the players know in the first four games. Of the season, who's got what and who's where? They don't in the first four practices. You can tell if someone has it or doesn't have it. Tua, I, I don't know if Tua is ever gonna be. I don't know that he's ever gonna be a top five quarterback. No, I he, think he has talent to be a top fifteen quarterback, serviceable. He got I think he's got Trent Dilfer like capabilities to lead a team to a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer is not acceptable now in today's football. You have to be a top twelve quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Have to be. That's the first. To win a Super Bowl in the NFL today, you have to be a top 12. Trent Dilfer was a thing of the past that that's not going to ever happen again. We just got done saying on the last the last episode that defenses could win championships. Yes, but you also need a well, top 12 quarterback. I don't know if I say that because, I mean, you look as recently as Peyton Manning limping to that Super Bowl a couple yeah, years yeah. back. I don't think you need it. I think you need to have a very serviceable quarterback. But isn't Peyton Manning the outlier? Who, all, who else would be not a top Joe 12? Joe Flacco. He was top 12 at the time, though. Flacco was One hot. year. He was hot when they won the Super Bowl, though. He was a top 12 quarterback that year. That's what I'm saying. At the time of them playing the Super Bowl, you have to have a top 12 quarterback. Eli Manning was a top 12 quarterback when he won those games. At that time, he was top 12. He was, if not he 12. Was 10, he was like 10 to 12. But yeah, but you can still win with a top 12 quarterback. That's what I'm saying. You have to have a top 12 quarterback now. So just bringing it back to Green Bay then. So just being the producer here. <laughs> Fuckers. Um Biggest need. I mean, I think we can all kind of agree. Defense is probably the biggest need free agency wise, right? Yeah, depending on what you want to talk about defensively. Well, Inside right. linebacker, well, cornerback. I think defensive I think, line. Depending on what you do at running back, though, too. Because I think running back on the floors are. Well, I think so. I think there's a big difference here between off season moves versus free agency moves as well. Right a whole. tackle. Because I think right you can guard. get. I think you can get a lot of these addressed in the draft, but I think defense is a a very big thing that you have to hit in free agency and the draft to win now, whereas a lot of these offensive positions that we're talking about, you know, wide receiver, if they go that route, or running back, I think you can address in the draft. Offensive linemen you can address in the draft. And I, didn't I think probably... you can get by. Offensive line, you can get by with what you got now. And I think receiving core, you can and probably then, get by. And then, oh, yeah. without a doubt. And that's draft depth that's, that's my point, offensive though. Line. Is a lot of these groups, you know, if we look at the position groups as a whole, quarterback you're set on, 
you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got the laser show, and you've got Jordan Love waiting in the wings. Ooh, I I saw a rumor the other day that uh, your laser show might be heading south. Maybe. We're rioting. The Bears. Ooh. We're rioting. I would riot. For a backup for Big Pole Foles. I'd riot. Not really, but I'm not a rioter personally, but I'm going to set a Lambo with a sign that says, fuck you. Give us the laser show. So. But like I said, so you look at the position groups. I think you can address running back in the draft. I think you don't really even need to address wide yeah, receiver. I, th- I find it funny that we're all talking about how whether we should either sign Aaron Jones back, franchise tag Aaron Jones, or address the need in the draft. And we're just not talking about Jamal Williams at all. But I think that's kind of what I said last week when we were grading them is, Aaron, you need that home run threat. You have A.J. Dillon can be Jamal Williams. Right, but right now you have one running back on, on the roster. I agree. with I, I understand what you're saying. And Jamal Williams very likely could be back on a very cheap contract. But I think that's the point, though, is that he doesn't solve your RB1, RB2. So even Jamal Williams, like, like you're getting at. Yeah. Even if Jamal Williams does come back, I think you still need to address the position again. No, oh, yeah. You need to have like kind of a three-headed monster at, at at the worst or least or whatever. It might not be as urgent. But as then a it's a luxury pick. pick. What's well, a luxury pick that you can go get your home run threat ETN or whoever you want to go for well, at that point? Let's kind of be honest though. Green Bay, whoever Green Bay is going to pick is going to be some of a luxury pick. Yeah, they're they were a twelve and three team last year. Two plays away from a Super Bowl. Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. I'm sorry. Two plays away from a Super Bowl. I mean, so let's be honest. They're not. It's not like we're talking that this is the Jaguars, and we have to rebuild the roster. We All we need to, to retool a few positions. But that's and, the thing. You have to hit on those picks then, too. You either have yeah. to hit in free agents or you have to that's hit on the picks, a, too. And that's, why, and that's why I love just signing like cheap the cheap veteran, like like a Richard Sherman. You know who is a cheap veteran? If we're talking running back cheap veteran, who could fit a very good role here? James White. I knew yep. you were going to go that route. I like that. It's not a terrible pick, though. No. I mean, it'd be a, you can get him cheap, probably. I don't know what he's... Pulling for a contract value. I can't imagine it's anything. Oh, he just resigned. He just resigned a contract two years ago. I will look up what his contract was as I, I talk was, here. I think it was. Uh, but I wonder as, what you get. You know, it'll be interesting to see what guys like Le'Veon Bell gets and 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 Leonard Fournette get. You know, see, so I can't imagine Sean McCoy get. I can't imagine as much on market for any of those guys though. So James White, his last contract he just signed was a three-year, $12 million deal. So $4 million a year. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, he's probably going to take a little bit of a hit on that. You're probably looking at a guy who's two or three at best. Seventh-year running back, spreads the field really well, know he can catch the ball. But James White and A.J. Dillon, I feel pretty confident in that backfield, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a popular topic. I mean, we're certainly not the first ones to talk about James White to Green Bay on it, but... At four million dollars for, you know, I mean, I don't. I think I think we can all agree though. That, like you're again, defense is probably the most. I think defense is the most pressing need because I think I think we've said already. We'll circle back to it just quick. Is that the offensive side? You're you're pretty good in house with where you're sitting. Obviously, you need to add depth. You know, you need to add depth at running back. You can't just go in the season with one guy. That that's literally incredibly stupid. They're going to add something there. We don't know if it's going to be Aaron Jones on a, on a 
hopefully franchise friendly deal or you know franchise tag whatever. It could be Jamal Williams on a lesser deal. It could be AJ or James White on a cheap deal or somebody of that ilk. It could be a draft pick like a Travis Etienne or whoever. But there's there's room to move with that. Obviously, they have to make something. You look at wide receiver. We all agreed earlier they're pretty set on as a whole, especially if Devin Funchess is back next year. You look at the tight end group. Maybe have to make a draft pick there at some point, like draft pick, depending on how you feel. Kyle Rudolph. I bet you get him cheap too. Well, I mean, you technically have to re-sign Tunyon. I think he's willing to take a team-friendly deal knowing that he could get paid off next season. You look at, you know, you still got They have a lot of faith in that Sternberger, Taguara, Daphne. I don't think they're drafting the tight end. No, I don't think so either. I saw one mock the other day where they picked another one. Third straight year, they pick a third-round pick for tight end, but... Regardless, um, I think they they really like that Daphne at the end of the year. Yeah, was, yeah. I thought that he's played a lot. Yeah, so I I would highly I, I I would be interested to see if they if they resign Mercedes Lewis if he if he's not done. Yeah, he hasn't announced anything. Yet. No, I, I think he's coming back, right? But he was on a one year contract. But that's an Aaron Rodgers guy. It is. That's one of those guys. Certainly is, but but that's, that's also when you're in a salary cap tightened year of what you're looking at. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't. He's probably. Playing I think for you can. What, I think you can. Bushlight. I mean, essentially, yeah. But um, no, I I agree with you guys on that. I you mean, take you but, take him, then you're putting Daphne out there for, unless you, I mean, unless you list him at fullback, right? yeah, and you keep four running backs on the roster. So, but defense. I mean, last kind of go around here. We'll wrap up with this. Any. Any names we didn't really hit on that you think we need to hit on? I mean, I think we've talked inside linebacker. I think we're kind of set on the outside backer position right now, just financially speaking anyway. Safety we're pretty set on. So corner, lineman. Yeah, you know, I I just hope that instead of gambling so much on on, uh, undrafted free agents, and if they're really going to go for it, and if they're really going to try and find – uh, Aaron Rodgers, some guys that they build some depth on the defense and, and uh, make it easier on the guy. Yeah, you I can't mean, expect him to go forty-eight <clears throat> and five again. Right. I I truly think though that they're probably going to get an interior linebacker and probably a pass rusher of some sort. And I would say that will probably solve eighty-five percent of the issues on defense. Well, right. I mean, you don't need to have as great of cornerbacks if you nope. don't have if you have a real good pass rush, which they lack this year. And you got guys like Chan Sullivan, Kadar Holman, Kevin King getting exposed because there was so much time to pass in a terrible defensive scheme with terrible corners. Are we sure though that we could bring this defense back with a different scheme and it not be better, a slightly more aggressive scheme? I think it could be. I'm, I'm all I, for you've that. Been, you've been saying that since the we scheme. started doing the podcast. Yeah. It's more of the scheme than the talent, right? I still think Kevin King's a fucking bum, though. Yep. On principle. I have to go with that. That's my Alamo. That's my hill to die on. Totally agree. So we'll wrap this up. Any other, like I said, any other big names you can think of or not, just logical names even? Uh, one thing that nobody's really touched in the national media and the, in, in local media is could they and are they still interested in trading for Will Fuller? It's been touched on. It's been thrown around. I'll say that. They, I know he's suspended for, what, six games in the beginning of the year? Or is it four games he got suspended for? He was suspended for a few. He Six games total, but I think it was, I don't know. How I think many it ended up being maybe two. <clears throat> yeah, maybe you're right. 
but I don't know if you can afford a wolf hour, though. That's a thing. Yeah, I, I mean... I can't imagine he's going for much, though. Coming off a suspension. Uh, you know, there's a lot of wide receivers out there for, you know, Kenny Galladay. Um, Marvin Jones would be a great addition. Um, Allen Robinson. One guy that would be a, a... This is the one. If you could, and how awesome would this be, is if they stole, or not stole, but if they if they went and got Des Bryant to be their end-of-the-rotation guy. Levante David? Levante David, yeah. It's a name I threw out earlier. Um, Leonard Floyd? Yeah. Cal Van Noy, man. He's up. I really would like to see Juju Smith-Schuster come in. I know that's an unpopular take, but... I just don't think... They, there's no way they afford it. He played a lot of slot. He, there's no way they can afford it. But are you sure that... Again, are people going to want the headache that he was... They the, can afford it if they give him if, if they give him a four-year contract for $36 million and they give him, you know, $23 million of it up front and they only the count him as a... One million dollar cap hit this Will season. Will Fuller will only miss the first game of the season. Okay. So I'm just looking that up, but you know what I mean. I, I that would be, in my opinion, I don't. That's not feasible. He, I don't think he's going to sign for five seventy five. Is what they're projecting. Yeah. So. I don't really though. I think like we touched on the beginning. I don't really know how much free agency they're going to be able to partake in with the current salary cap. If you like, you, Justin, you said would if it goes up to one hundred eighty seven million. That's a big difference from the 179. It, that would be the difference of us getting a uh, Juju Smith-Schuster type player mm-hmm. or not. Like Stephon so, Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. That opens, Peterson. That opens the door for some of those more expensive players. Still moves I have to make internally yet, yep. but it opens the door for the conversation. So we'll wrap that up with what we always wrap up the show with. First, I got to give a quick couple shout-outs here. Happy birthday, Bryce and Jeremy Sablaka. Happy birthday, Sabrina Nelson. Some of our loyal listeners partied with them over the weekend for their birthdays. Happy birthday to them. Happy birthday, guys. So, got to get that out of the way. And then we wrap up the show with what we always do. What did we root Or what are we rooting for this weekend? Or this week, I should say, really. I'm rooting for the truck race on Friday night to be an absolute success. Yeah. Now that we're dumping all this money into it, let's <clears throat> tune in. If you, if you guys have Fuck yeah. on FS1. Turn the truck race on. Camping it's World. Camping World. The Camping World truck race. Camping World. Marcus Simonis. It's going to be Camping it's something world. cool that someone is doing for some struggling teams. Yep. So, yeah. great dude. If you can support it, Lamonis. Turn it on. Great name. I'm going to try to get him on the pod. I'm just going to keep hounding on him until Lamonis. <laughs> Hit us up. Until Lamonis. he shows up. Justin, what are you rooting for? What a great, a fantastic UFC card this weekend. I don't know if you guys have been up on this, but uh, three title fights on this card. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Adesanya versus Blahovic. Don't think I said that right. Probably not. <laughs> uh, Nunes versus uh, Megan Anderson. Ooh. And uh, okay. Peter Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. Just okay. three outstanding great fights. Uh, one name that might resonate with uh, some of our fans and even, even the, the casual UFC fighter. Or UFC fighter. Casual UFC fan is Dominic Cruz is the main event on the prelims. So free TV for you there. That's a great fight. A past champion. Ten-year past champion. So uh, hit him up Saturday night. All right, so we got racing. 
We've got UFC kind of guys as our things here. I'm gonna go with my stereotypical thing. Brewer spring training baseball's on TV now. <laughs> Ramsey, you good? <laughs> We're hitting up title fights and and and. and $25,000 bonus sign-ons for <laughs> Gabby World. He's talking about fucking string. Well, I, or can't spring just, I can't just sit here and repeat you guys baseball. said. Spring training, <laughs> I'm going to say this, though. Spring training well, baseball on TV is going to be better entertainment than the NBA All-Star Weekend. No way. <laughs> better entertainment. I am not going to do Oh, that no. Uh, better entertainment. <laughs> That's Maybe All Star Weekend's gonna be trash this year. It's gonna be absolute hot garbage. It's always hot garbage. There might not be anything more boring than spring watching training. spring training. Spring training baseball. Single or, A baseball players. Or regular season <laughs> baseball. Split squad. All right, you guys are getting muted. I'm rooting for this. I'm not just gonna let you. I'm not just gonna repeat you guys. So spring. <laughs> so spring training baseball. I'll be checking it out in addition to what these guys mentioned. Probably more of what these guys mentioned than what I'm saying, but that's episode 12. This show sucks. Ending sucks. <laughs> Spring training baseball. Have a good week, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you guys next week. Spring Bye. Training.